recorded live. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. For God is worthy. Give God the praise. For God is worthy. We give God the praise. There's no one like Him. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. For he is worthy. Give God the praise. Yes, he is. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We thank God for being who he is in our lives and for doing the wonderful things that he does. We give him all praise, all glory, and all honor, for he alone is worthy. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we have started our new topic. And and we thank God for everything he is sharing with us in regards to making it our ambition and letting us know what what we need to make as our ambition. And and it's important that that God says it to us like this about making it our ambition because the adversary is working on us making some other things our ambition or making some things that God is not pleased with our ambition as well. So we have to be very, very cognizant, very, very aware that Satan is working to make some things our ambition that God does not want as our ambition. So we want to make the right things our ambition. We're vessels, saints. We're vessels. Uh, humanity, and what 
sadly, so many people are going to find out at the end of the day is that they allow themselves to be used by the wrong entity, by the wrong power. We are vessels, and we either lend ourselves over to the use of God, or we lend ourselves over to the use of powers uh, that have been alienated from God and that are in opposition to God. My prayer for you is that will not be your case in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We're going to look at Philippians 2nd chapter verse 3 this morning and see what God has in store for us. Philippians the 2nd chapter and verse 3. From the New International Version, our scripture reads as follows. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in the humility or in humility, value others above yourselves. Verse 4, for contextual sake, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Once again, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Still working on our theme? Make it your ambition. Make it your ambition. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we adore you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. You are worthy this morning. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for being who you are and doing the things you do. You have blessed us. You have kept us. You have spared us. You have healed us. You have delivered us. You have given us clothes to wear on our backs, shoes on our feet. You have done so many things for us. Heavenly Father, I pray right now that you continue to bless your people in the four corners of the earth. Look out for them, Father. Open eyes today in the name of Jesus. Restore uh, what has been lost in the name of Jesus. Help us, Father, for we need you. We cannot make it without you. Pray, Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that your good, pleasing, and perfect will will be done in our lives that your name will gain all glory, all honor, and all praise. Do these things for us. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. 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 We're looking here, Philippians chapter 2, at imitating Christ's humility. In other words, 
doing just like he did. The world needs to see us doing like he did. Uh, it's important, children of God, for us to let the world see Christ's humility in us. Uh, we're on the winning or the right team. Never doubt that. Never worry about that. Never wondering about that. Christ is the winning team. Christ's team is the winning team. So the world needs to see through us the humility of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Look at what the Bible says. Therefore, in verse 1, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. Now, every one of us as children of God should be encouraged. We should be encouraged. We shouldn't feel dejected. We shouldn't feel like victims. We should, ah, we should be encouraged. I don't care what has happened to you, what has happened to me, what we've been through. We should be encouraged. You say, Apostle, how are you going to say that? Because we're united with Christ. We, because we don't have to spend eternity in hell. You and I have been in, united with Christ. We should be comforted in his love. The Bible says, and if any comfort in his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. Now, all of these things, said children of God, all of these things should lift us up on a daily basis. Look at what we got here. United with Christ, comforted in his love, with common sharing in his spirit, his tenderness, and his compassion. Each of them five things we got in operation in our life on a daily, on an hourly, on a minutely, on a secondly basis. Now, the only way we cannot feel encouraged, uplifted, edified, is we have believed some lie of the adversary. Look, we are united with Christ. That should settle things for us as children of God. Just, just right there, just the thought that we are united with Christ. We should, be, we should be encouraged that we are comforted by his love. We should, we should be uh, uplifted because we are sharing in his spirit. We should be rejoicing because we've experienced his tenderness and his compassion. These five things, my brother and my sister, should have to put, put, be able to put a smile on our face. I know we go through some things. You know, I recently went through something. I was like, Lord, come on. Now, what is this all about? Now, but these five things here have brought the smile back on my face. Sometimes we have to remember and think back to what we have in Christ. Sometimes we look at maybe what the adversary has taken or what it appears that he has taken or what we think that he has taken, and it can, it can shake us up for a little while. 
but remembering what we have in Christ should put a smile on our face. Should bring should bring joy in our in our spirit, man. Scripture says, "Look, well, Paul said, look, well, you, you got all these things in operation.' So verse two brings in says, "Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind." Now, this is important. Verse two, very important because. It is emphasizing the importance of our being one in Christ. We got, all of us got all these five things, whether we realize it, whether we recognize it, whether we accept it, whether we believe it. All of us got all these five things we just we just mentioned. Now, Paul said, "Make my joy complete." Now, how by being like-minded. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? Well, the Lord is bringing my spirit now as part of the vision that he gave me in Christian-centered church worldwide. Part of the vision is that the like-minded believers throughout the world, united, united. You know, I thank God for our deacons in this ministry. They are working uh, very diligently to uh, prepare the website as we've got hundreds of pastors and bishops and elders and overseers that uh, are part of our ministry, and we're trying to get all of them on the website throughout the world. It's a daunting task, but we thank God that he considered us faithful, calling us to his service. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to say now? It is a... It is an honor to be called into service by God. It's an honor. It's an honor, whether it's preaching his word, whether it's working uh, uh, to, to edify his kingdom and to, to build up his people, to increase it, to help his people. It's an honor to be called into the service of God. You know, even our military, and God is bringing this in my spirit, even our military in the United States, they don't just take everybody. There's certain individuals that are not fit for our military in, in this country. Well, that's, that's man's army. God said, how much more my army? There are individuals that are not fit for service in my kingdom. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you will be found fit for service in the kingdom of God. God said, be like-minded now, having the same love, being one in spirit and mind. So God is saying that mind is part of our soul. So God is saying in the spirit and in the soul, we need to be on the same page. We need to, we need to, we need to be working together. So many pastors and elders and overseers and, and, and bishops Throughout the world, as soon as I present the vision to them about like-minded believers throughout the world coming together, and, you know, they immediately jump on it. Can't wait to be a part of it. Some of the pastors and bishops and elders and overseers are not ready to be a part right now for whatever reason. And some, some of them will never be a part. Well, 
what we've got to understand is that God desires for you and I, as children of God, to be one in spirit and in mind. Because the only thing that keeps us from being one in spirit and in mind is the adversary. The adversary is who is the, if you ever wonder, who is keeping us uh, arguing or contentious or not getting along with one another? Or not, the adversary. The adversary. Because as Christians, we're supposed to share a beautiful love together with one another. Look at verse 3. The scripture says, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Now, we're talking about making it your ambition. And making it our ambition to to experience those five things we talked about earlier, making it our ambition to make the apostle's joy complete, making it our ambition to be like-minded. You say, apostle, what's your ambition? Paul, in essence, Paul is talking about here, he, he giving, he's just giving us a lot of things that we need to be making our ambition. And then he comes down and says, do, not, do nothing out of selfish ambition. See, all of this, all of these things that we mentioned earlier are not, are not selfish. They are selfless. Then Paul has to come down and say, do, do nothing out of selfish ambition. Paul said, uh, operate with selfless ambition. The Bible says, look, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, look at what the Bible says now. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Now, not that others are worth more than we are, but we're supposed to value others above ourselves. God's order is put God first, then others. Put yourself. The, the order of the flesh is put yourself first, then maybe others, then maybe God. It's just the opposite. So God, we see here that God wants to get our, our, our order. He wants to get our order right. And with, and with man, with order, or the flesh in operation will listen to the body, then maybe the soul, then maybe the spirit. Well, God wants us to listen to the spirit, then the soul, you know, then the body. God spends so much time, so much energy, so much effort on you and I getting lined up, getting in order, getting, getting things where they're supposed to be. Scripture says, don't do nothing out of selfish ambition. Now, the flesh, all it operates in is selfish ambition, vain conceit, valuing itself above others. That's what the flesh does. God is telling us, don't, don't operate like that. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. In essence, God, the, the apostle is telling us not to operate in the flesh. Because the flesh operates on a on a on a plan of selfish ambition, vain conceit, and valuing itself over others. 
Paul said, don't, don't do this. As children of God, this is not the way for us to please God. Scripture says, not looking to your own interests, but to the interests of others. This is how we please God. This is how we imitate Christ's humility. Scripture says in verse 5, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now, understand, anytime we are not operating in the mindset of Jesus Christ, we're going to have problems with it. In other words, we're not thinking like it. Whether it's in regards to how we live, how we treat our wife, how we treat our husband, how we give our finances, how we treat, how we operate in the family, how we treat in the church, if we ought to have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. Now, in order to have the mindset of Jesus Christ, we got to find out how Jesus Christ thinks. We got to know how he thinks. This is why we study his word. This is why we dig down into the word of God in order for us to find out how God thinks. God's word describes to you and I how God thinks. So when we're studying how God thinks, how God operates, how God moves, how God maneuvers, so when we study God's word, we are, we are finding out how, you, how he thinks, how he wants us to do, how he wants us to go about things, how, how he wants us to imitate him, who being in the very nature of God, he didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. He, Jesus was, was God in the earth. Well, I got to speak before you, child of God. And maybe some of you all don't know. You and I are God in the earth. We are God in the earth. Hear that with spiritual ears. Because we are one with him, we're not just regular men. We're not just regular men, women. We are God in the earth. But remember when Jesus, and I, I've shared this with you all before, when Jesus finally caught up with uh, Saul, later to be called the Apostle Paul, he didn't ask him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute the church or why do you persecute the Christians? It, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Why do you persecute God in the earth? The people of God are God in the earth. You and I, children of God, we are God in the earth because we are one with him. Atonement has taken place at one man. Stop thinking of us as one thing and God as another thing. Uh-uh. Understand that we are one in him. Our faith in Christ has put us at oneness with God. Now, we're just like Christ. We're not considered equality with God, something to be used to our own advantage. Rather, the Bible says Jesus made himself nothing. 
He made himself nothing, you know. He wasn't wearing a fancy of clothes and going about trying to, yeah, yeah. He took the very nature of a servant. And, and being made in human likeness, he found, after being found in human appearance, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. So we're talking about imitating Christ's humility. You know, one thing that the Lord has, has dealt with me on, truly wise individuals, when you find truly wise individuals, they're truly humble individuals. Truly humble. Yeah. People proud, arrogant, all puffed up. They're not really, they're not really wise. They don't really know how God wants things to be done. But truly wise, truly wise, men and women are truly humble. My prayer for you, child of God, is that uh, you will imitate, imitate Christ's humility. Uh, you will realize who you are in him. That you will make it your ambition do the things that are pleasing in the eyesight of God. And that God will open all of our eyes to the truths about him and the truths about him in us. We are his children. We are his representatives here in the earth. And as we as we do these things, as we learn more about him and become more in tune and sensitive to his spirit, we will manifest more of his character, more of his humility, more of his and in doing so we will be not only blessed but we'll be a blessing in the lives of those around us may God continue to bless you children of God and heaven continue to smile on you those of you that are not saved we pray that today you will make the decision to accept uh, Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, if you don't know him, it's just a matter of asking him sincerely. If I say, Father, you know, save me. That's what you want. I would hope. I, I guarantee you when God starts doling out hell, people going to be like, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. Just be honest with him. Be honest with God. Lord, I don't want to go to hell. I want you to save me. I have sinned. I have come short of your glory. I done Messed up, Lord. I need your help. I need just be honest with God. What God desires is truth from our inner parts. Yeah, God is not into a bunch of show, pretense, all that. God wants the truth. God wants you and I to simply come to Him, humble ourselves. Scripture talks about whoever humbles himself before His mighty hand. How the Lord will lift him up. God just want, wants us to humble ourselves. Give him the truth. 
So I said, I can heal you, I can deliver you, I can fix you. I can, but I want the truth out of you now. I want you to acknowledge the truth and admit the truth. God said, admit that y'all can't make it without me. And we like, all right, Lord, we can't make it without me. God be like, admit you can't do anything without me. And be like, all right, Lord, we can't do we can't do nothing without you. Let's just go on and admit the truth to him. And God will lift us up and humble ourselves. Humble ourselves. Scripture says it talks about if we become like little children. You know, I'm trying to get all, you know, I don't know what the word is. God wants to become like little children. You know, humble, obedient, flexible, pliable. God said, I can work with you. I can work with you. You think about it, and what God is bringing in my spirit, and He just brought it in my spirit. It's clay. The potter can't, I can't work with no clay that got all hard and all crispy and all crunchy. Clay got to, clay got, the clay got to remain supple so he can shape it any way he wants it. God wants to shape you. He wants to shape me into anything he wants. He wants you to be a, a mother in the church. God said, God said, let me shape you. God won't make you into a pastor. God won't make you into a... God said, I got the right to make you into anything I want to. You you mind. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and those who dwell there. God said, you, you belong to me. God said, let me let me shape you like I want to. I want to make you into a deacon. You still trying to be something else. I want to make you into an apostle. You still want to be something else. I want to make you into a mother. Saying, I want to make you into that. And you still trying to be something else. God said, let me make you into whatever I want to make you. You mind, save the Lord. So God bless you, children of God. It was a pleasure worshiping with you this morning. We pray that you have been blessed at the preaching and the teaching of God's word. I feel free to donate and contribute to this ministry. We've got a lot of countries to cover uh, very, very soon. I count no less than about 10 countries in about the next four months. So uh, it's going to be a very busy time for us, the Lord willing, and, and your contributions uh, will be greatly appreciated. Those of you that are already complete about contributing, we thank you. You know, you are making a lot of this worldwide ministry and worldwide vision uh, possible. We appreciate you. We give God glory and thanks for your lives. Um, we just pray that the Lord bless you real good, you have a good day, and that heaven continues to smile on you.